Hello and welcome to Market Savvy Conversations. My name is Megan Walker and today our very special guest is Colleen Wilson. Hi Colleen, how are you? Hello, I'm well, thanks. That's good. Colleen, I thought we might start off, best person to introduce you is you, you know, <laughs> no one knows you better than yourself. Can you tell yep. us and the people listening a bit about you and your background? Yep. Um, well, hi everyone, my name is Colleen Wilson and I'm a midwife living on the Gold Coast and I've been a midwife for about 30 years and a registered nurse for a little bit longer than that. Um, and I left the hospital system about 18 months ago because I wanted to um, work for myself in providing a postnatal service for pregnant couples, um, catching them before they have their baby so I can educate them about what happens after birth um, and also providing postnatal support for them once they bring their babies home from hospital. Um, and also just recently added uh, infant massage to my qualifications as well. So that will be teaching parents how to massage their own baby for oh. various health issues and bonding and lots and lots of benefits. So that's where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> how beautiful. And um, how have you found the ride since you've left the hospital system for, to working for yourself? How's that experience been for you? Oh, very, very rocky, um, much more difficult than I anticipated. Um, I still believe I've done the right thing in leaving the hospital system, but it's been a very, yeah, very rocky ride and a very lonely ride, um, a lot more um, angst surrounding the whole thing, more so than I anticipated but I'm forging ahead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so tough, isn't it? I know the first two years I was in business for myself after leaving a hospital environment as well would be the hardest two years, I think, of my whole life. I just mm -hmm. couldn't, you couldn't, you can't explain how, I don't know if you felt like this, but I felt naked in Queen Street. <laughs> just yeah. all the vulnerabilities are there for everyone yeah. to see. Yeah. 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 It certainly has been a, a very much a, a learning journey and a self-discovery journey as well, um, but a lot tougher than I ever anticipated. Um, but the alternative is to go back into the hospital system and I won't do that unless I'm really, really desperate. <laughs> so I don't want to do that, so I want to make this work. Exactly. Yep, I hear you for sure. And uh, it's a good driving force there and it will get easier, I promise you. And so the services that you deliver, tell me more about um, what you do for couples and you, you touched on the, the infant massage, but yeah, tell us a little bit more about what it is that you offer for people. Mm. Um, fourth trimester workshops, which is teaching pregnant couples what to expect after the baby's born. And I wanted to do that because I was working um, predominantly as a home visiting midwife in the hospital system. So I'd go to their homes once they got discharged um, and do one or two visits with mum and baby and dads if they were there too, um, to follow a, a set um, tick box of what needed to be checked with them, a postnatal check on mum, baby check, how they were feeding. Um, but it was often not long enough. The biggest struggle they were usually having was breastfeeding um, and how to navigate that. And also just a, a lack of awareness of what was normal, what to expect in the fourth trimester. So we're not preparing our pregnant couples well enough 
um, in terms of what to expect after a baby's born, particularly the first ones. Um, and there was a lot of birth trauma, so there was a lot of birth debriefing that needed to be done as well. So I stepped away from the system so that I could do my own thing really and not have to tick boxes um, and spend more time with them if they needed it. So the fourth trimester workshops is a, a two hour education workshop and I usually do that in their own homes um, privately, just the couple and me. It is offered as um, Zoom as well and I've only done a few of those because mostly they want the, the private um, home touch, which is nice because then you can look at their own home environment and say, well, you know, when you bring your baby home, you could put your baby bath over here because it's going to work well for just dragging over the sink and emptying the plug and you won't hurt your back. It needs to be at a working height. That bench is no good over there. This one is. So there's a lot of um, things I can do with them when they're in their own home. So teaching them what to expect in the workshops um, is one aspect of my work. And then the other is um, giving them support once they do bring the baby home for the first six weeks after Bub's home. A lot of that is spent in breastfeeding support or even um, bottle feeding support if that's what they, they need. And just what's normal, what to expect with their own body changes and with baby sleep patterns and feeding patterns. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a lot of just support. And as well as that, which is what you'd normally get from a midwife in a home visit, including more traditional practices like um, Ayurvedic nutrition for them. So cooking meals for them and making sure that they're eating well. Um, and also nurturing massage is the other aspect as well. So um, I'm a massage therapist as well, so I can um, help mum with all her aches and pains um, and just give her that, that nurturing that she needs. The focus being if mum's in a, a healthy, well, good headspace, then she's much better able to look after her baby and in turn the whole family and in turn the whole community benefits. <laughs> so it's the broader picture as well so I'm, I'm I'm marrying the two roles of midwife and doula really so midwifery skills plus traditional postpartum practices like and belly binding uh, massage and nutrition so that's in, in a nutshell it's a more holistic post, postnatal care and and then of course the massage is added on to it just recently <laughs> oh fantastic and you know on those tough days when we started the conversation you you must remind yourself to tap into how important it is the work that you're doing and yes but you know if you think about it what's the situation like what's the difference that you feel like you make like if you think about a family that doesn't know anything that you've just talked through then versus one that then does through your help what difference does that make to their start, as particularly for new parents? Yeah. Oh, it can mean the difference between sanity and insanity, <laughs> really, um, because if they know what to expect when they come home from hospital with their baby, then they're in a much better position to realise that, yep, this is normal, the fact that mm. the baby's wanting to feed every two or three hours, that's normal as opposed to what's wrong with my baby? My baby's sick because it wants to feed every two hours and I haven't got enough milk. And it's not that you haven't got enough milk, it's just you're waiting for your milk to come in. You still have milk there, it's called colostrum. It's not as great a quantity, but 
yeah, it can mean the difference in um, putting them in a much better position for their own mental health, yeah. um, as well as all of their things that they need to prepare for physically. Um, and yeah, they're, they're just able to cope much better if they know what's coming. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. a lot of first time mums, especially, they just feel like they've been hit by a truck and why didn't anyone tell me often we can I can visit them and they're quite resentful of the fact that these things are happening to me and nobody ever told me that this was going to happen why didn't anyone tell me <laughs> so we're not preparing <laughs> pregnant pregnant couples um, well enough that yeah. they know what to expect it's that secret code isn't it like the um, don't tell anyone how how tough those first stages can be or no one would <laughs> bring beautiful yeah. babies into the world if they knew how hard that first bit was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful that you're making it, you know, easier. I wish I'd known you <laughs> nine years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The loneliness now of, yeah. you know, we're, yeah. we're isolating mums and, you know, new yes. families, aren't we? Yes, and that's another big part of my work is trying to mm -hmm. get um, a change in thinking around village buildings so that they've got support in place once their baby's home. And we're very bad at it in our Australian culture. A lot of other cultures do it much better. For example, the Indians and the Asians, they'll have mum and mum-in-law come stay with them for three months. Um, or if they're already in a, a cultural community where they've got mums, aunts, sisters, sister-in-laws, friends that just come and look after mum so that her sole job is just to feed the baby, rest, yeah. recover, feed the baby. Oh. Everything else is taken care of, oh. the meals done, the laundry, <laughs> Housework's done, uh, other pets, other children, husbands all taken care of. All they have to do is rest and recuperate. Nurture. And feed the baby. Wow. Nurture the baby. Yeah, amazing. And so, Colleen, you've been involved in a program that I've been, you know, running, teaching people about creating an online course. Tell me about that evolution for you. So what are you hoping to deliver to people online and 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 why is that going to be, you know, useful to, to new parents and families? Mm. Um, well, it's been a journey as well. <laughs> uh, and it's still in progress. Um, but the fourth trimester workshop, which is what I usually deliver in person, mm. I've put it into an online format. So that means nine short videos that I've recorded of myself um, talking to a Zoom presentation, so a slideshow as well, um, with all the things that the parents can expect would normally happen after the baby's born. So everything that, that, that I would normally do in a, a home visit face-to-face, -face, I've adapted it into a form that can be put online in short videos and then while they're still pregnant, they can um, view the online presentation and just pick a video at a time. They're all short. They go from five to mm, 12 minutes, I think. That, so they're all right. quite short and bite size. They can just go through the lot all in one go if they want to, or they can just pick bits here and there. Um, and then there's a... Um, uh, a summary sheet that goes with it. They can keep going back to other parts that are tricking them up. They can sit and watch it with their partner so that um, the partner knows what to expect as well because it's just as important that he's in on the picture as well and, and knows what's coming. And then he knows how he can best support his partner and how he can be you know, the best dad um, that he can for his new baby. Um, yeah, so it's that fourth trimester workshop being put into an online form and it means that 
I'm not restricted by geographical boundaries. Yeah. Um, it can be bought by anyone in the state or in Australia. It could go global, but I think some of the hospital practices may be different overseas mm. than what we do in Australia, but potentially it could be. It could mm. be adapted. How exciting. Yeah. Wow. And so tell me about, you know, what have you learned through that online course creation process, um, particularly things that you've learned that you might not have been aware of in a way that would help others? Like what, what were you not sort of expecting, I suppose I'm asking? Yeah, um, the whole entrepreneurship, I wasn't expecting it to be so hard, but mm. specifically for the online course, um, anything in business really, the same as what I tell mothers, don't try and do it alone. <laughs> I'm hammering into them always. You know, motherhood is not meant to be a sole journey. You need Have a coach. Yeah. <laughs> and it's exactly the same in the business world. It's just it's so hard to try and do it on your own. There's so many skills that I've had to try and learn. Like I'm a midwife and that's my specialty. That's what I'm good at. And then when you step away from like a, a hospital environment and you have to learn business skills, marketing skills, how to navigate IT, it's just a whole new world that I just felt so inadequate at. But because I've got such a dogged determination, I would sit for days trying to master a skill that somebody would, who was in that, working in that sphere, would conquer in, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour. So get help. Find the get right help. people. Yeah. And get help. You're not meant to do it alone. The same as motherhood. You're not meant to do it alone. <laughs> well <Not> said. You. <laughs> Absolutely. But I love your determination. I always say, you've, you've probably heard me say this, it's like a series of gates. And there's so many gates when you're first starting out. And then when you go to repeat some of this next year, you won't have as many gates because you've done so much of the setup. But you can easily get to one and go, oh, what do I do with, you know, like how do I keep yeah. moving through all of these, yeah. what feels yeah. like, you know, blockages in some way, but keep going, get, dig into that determination. I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yes, yes. And we've often said throughout the course we've been doing together, just keep taking one step forward. What small step can you do today to keep moving forward? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been very helpful. Yeah, and that OT process of make a list, what's the next best thing? Yeah, Just do yeah. that even if it's that one thing today, like trimming your baby's fingernails. Might take you three yeah. days to get to it, yeah. but you're going to get the clippers and do it. Ask Colleen how to do it and then, okay, yeah. Thursday, I'm going to cut the baby's fingernails. Yeah. I'm going to brush my teeth before 10 a.m. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And is there any other pearls of wisdom that you'd like to share with um, other would-be course creators who are thinking of embarking on going digital? Um, yeah, just keep persevering. And um, one of my things that used to trip me up a bit too was knowing who to ask and who to trust because, to be honest, I have wasted money in this journey with um, people who said they could help me, would help me, and they, they didn't really, didn't okay. progress me forward. So um, just trying to nut out, and I don't think there's an easy answer for, for this, but who to trust to get you that next step forward um, can involve a bit of, you know, research and sometimes just taking a leap of faith 
and doing it. And if it's not working, well, you get out and you try something else and somebody else to help you through. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, don't, don't do it alone. And if it's something that you're not managing, then find someone who can help you with it. And don't be afraid to pay money to get somebody to help you do it because in the long run it will be better. Otherwise, I know in cases I have spent days and days and days doing something that I've just been so frustrated and angry with that if I had had the right person, I would have said, oh, I don't care what you charge me. I'll pay you whatever. Just do the job do for it. me. Yeah. Do it so it's done and then I can focus on what I'm good at, which is, yeah. um, you know, the educating and supporting postnatal and, and pregnant women. So, yeah, if you have to pay the money, do it, but do your best to find the right person and invest in them and um, that'll move you forward with a lot less headbutting and, um, <laughs> you know, just feeling overwhelmed. Being overwhelmed has, has been a very common feeling for me since I left work and, and um, doing all this entrepreneurial work. But the end result is it's what I want to do. So whatever it takes, I'm going to get to the, you know, to a point where I can feel like I've got a business up and running successful and once that's in place, then I want to turn around and say to other midwives, look at what I've done. I can help you get to here because I know you're not real happy in the hospital system either. I'll show you how you, there's another yeah, way. Absolutely. A second that's business a idea there. That's a good one. That's a long-term goal because even as I was leaving and now that I have left, it's um, a very common request from other midwives how are you doing it? Can I do the same? I don't, I'm not happy where I am. What else can I do? <laughs> Take me by the hand. Oh, Take wow. Me by the hand and show me because I want to have a life that's not as it is at the moment. So, yeah, that's a, a long-term goal for me is to be able to, able to offer another alternative to other midwives that mm -hmm. if you're not happy in the current job you're in, there's alternatives. This is what I did. It took a lot of... Um, heartache but I'm at a place now where I'm happy and I'll show you how I did it. Good on you and um, you know they could even be part of your network too of people going out and doing home visits as well couldn't they? Mm. So with that in mind how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to partner, share your work, you know of your, your, your paid programs, how can people get in touch with you? Um, well, my business name is Nurtured Mums, so it's website's nurturedmums.com.au. Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram with the same handle of Nurtured Mums and my phone number's plastered on all over it, so I'm happy for people to text me um, or DM, whatever whatever they like. But I'm still, um, I'm a texter. I like texting. You're a texting person. <laughs> We've all got our flavour, don't we? And um, I love your business name too. That's such a good name. Yeah, nurture mum so she can nurture the baby and then everyone benefits. Brilliant. I love it. Colleen, thanks so much for talking with us today. I know that you'll be an inspiration to others listening going, oh, I'm on the fence. I need to take the dive and do it my way on my terms. So, yeah, that, there's a real inspirational story in there. And keep going. Just imagine, you know, future pace, think a year from now, how many more gates you will have been through and how much further ahead yeah. you'll be again in a year and then a year after that. And, one day you're going to wake up and it'll just be easy <laughs> and it will happen. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, yes, and I need to I need to just every so often stop and pat myself on the back and think, you know, from where you've come, yeah. you've come a long way and done a good job Huge. rather than, um, you know, beating myself up thinking I'm not where I want to be yet. Why aren't I where I want to be yet? It's already been X amount of time and I, I should be at this point and I'm not. But, yeah, just stop and say, well, look at how far you have come from, Absolutely. you know two years ago or 12 months ago or whatever and absolutely and and you know we've got to graduate through levels as well so sometimes I think you know it's easy to go I should be here and you go well look at all the levels of where you've you know gone before like you've already Mm. done like an undergraduate now in entrepreneurship you know but we we sort of expect we'll go (laughs) straight up wow you you really yeah and it's a (laughs) yeah and, and, you know, we're all guilty as employees going, well, that looks easy. So when I do it, it should take me about a year. <laughs> it's not, you know, the, if yeah. it was that easy, everyone would do it. <laughs> There'd be no yeah. workplaces left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. Thanks so much, Colleen. Really appreciate your time and sharing your, your wisdom. And, uh, oh, yeah, encourage everyone to follow you and, and check out what it is that you're doing and just so beautiful and helping so many lovely families with your work. So thanks. <laughs> Thank you.